since about 2020, and it's probably a little earlier than that, about 2016, I would think, 2016, 2015, uh, the country's been falling apart, and it's been falling apart bad. And so far, there's been a tension. There's been lots of talk of civil war and things like that. And again, hyperbole, probably. But things are going to come to a head in 2024. I don't think, I think 2023 was the start of this country basically exploding. We're going to talk about why. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. I'm hoping you have a great day. We're going to see what kind of day I have. I, I, I got to tell you, I'm scared. I'm scared. I have to go Christmas shopping. Yes, I thought I could get away with it. And yes, I did what everyone does. I'm going to do it early. I'm going to get it done early this year. And I did for the most part, but I didn't. So I have to go out today. I'm going to Costco. I'm going to one store. That's it. I'm going to Costco. I don't know what it's going to be like. If it's anything like Walmart, I got news for you. This is going to be ugly. I'm going to come back frustrated, tired, and bloodied. But it's got to be done. I mean, I I didn't even realize it was Christmas on Monday. In five days, it's Christmas. I didn't even realize that. And now I have to go out and I have to hunt for... Christmas presents. Of course, tomorrow is the last day of the podcast, and then I'll have a week off. There, there will be no podcast next week, and I won't be in town, basically. And I, I have to do my Christmas special tomorrow to celebrate Christmas because of all the nut jobs out there. And I, I'm scared to go. I don't want to go. I know I'm going to be parking. I'm going to be waiting in line. I'm just ugh. And I keep saying, and every time I give it, I've given up saying, I have given up saying that I'm going to shop early. We did this year. I won't lie. We've got most everything wrapped, but I didn't get Josie anything. Josie got me something. I'm like, oh shit. I didn't get Josie anything. But so I have to run out, get something. I don't know what I'm going to get. I have to get Jenny something, which I am not looking forward to. Uh, but it's got to be done and I, I'm doing this podcast and then I'm throwing on some shoes and I'm, I'm going to brave Costco. So please do me a favor, pray for me. I'm going to need it. Uh, I, I'm going to be crying tomorrow. I'm, I'm going to sound resigned. And now with that being said, and I hope you did all your Christmas shopping Let's get the dumbass of the day. So I got some good news before we get to, I know I'm really stressed about Christmas shopping, but I do have some good news. Josie is officially got her appointment to take her oral exams, her orals for becoming a citizen of the United States of America. Now, one of the things she's really worried about, she's really worried about taking that that civics test, which I told her, you know, she knows more civics than most Americans. And so Josie said, well, what do you think you'd get on the civics test, an American civics test? And I told her I'd probably get about a 90, I'd probably get a 98. 
So she decided to give me all 100 questions of the civics exam. And I was wrong. I didn't get a 98. I got a 99. Now, the good news, because it's not important that I know... Well, it's important that I know civics because I vote. You'd want me to know about our country. Yeah. By the way, I just realized, you know, if you really know about your country, if you really know all of the civics that, that is out there in this country, the, the world history and things like that, you'd sit there and really love this country. But it explains why a lot of the people during... All her family except her is an American citizen. Everyone is an American citizen. Nobody, and they're all naturalized. They, they don't... Um, they were born here, excuse me. Not naturalized. She, she was, uh, she's the only one not born here. And she knows more civics than any one of them. All of them that went through school. All of them that, that went through history classes. Some of them have college. None of them know the civics she does. And she took the civics exam. I gave her the civics exam last night. She got an 88%. Do you know where she had problems? Defining that the Pacific Ocean is on the West Coast and the Atlantic Ocean is on the East Coast. Defining the states that border Canada. Defining the states that border Mexico, even though she knows she knows it's, Cal it's California, Texas, and Arizona. She knows that. But that's where she has problems. That's where she got things wrong. I mean, those are the easiest things in the world. I say, how do you not know the Pacific Ocean is on the West Coast? You drive by it every day. That's the Pacific Ocean. How do you know that's not the Pacific Ocean? I don't know. I don't know. She knows who the first president is. She knows what the Emancipation Proclamation is. Believe it or not, ask your kid, what is the Emancipation Proclamation? If that kid goes to a public school, a kid has no idea. Knows what Juneteenth is but doesn't know what the Emancipation Proclamation is. Okay, let's get to our dumbass of the day. And uh, our, our quest into learning civics will be a month-long project. She has it on January 17th, so it will be a bit. I will be talking about this again. Now, let, let's get to this genius here, because she is all that's wrong with society. All that's wrong with society. So, I, I'm not even going to really start this up. This is a gal who made some bad decisions, made a huge, had some consequences on her decisions. Consequences, by the way, that the government is never going to save her from. She's just going to have to deal with it for the rest of her life. And I want you to listen to what she really is upset about. Okay, because you might say, you might think, I catch this disease. I'll give you that hint. I catch this disease. Maybe I'll change my behavior. And it doesn't sound like she's getting it. So let's listen, let's listen to her. It's about a two minutes, it's a little over two minutes, but it's worth it. Let's listen. Today my whole life could change. And I'm scared. Friday night, I started having a burning sensation whenever I peed. Uh, was not pleasant. So Saturday, I went to urgent care and they put me on medication for a UTI. So I started the UTI medication on Sunday and then that night, 
I noticed that my right lymph node in my groin was swollen. By Monday, the UTI meds still haven't kicked in. It still really hurt whenever I peed. Um, so I called to make an appointment with my gyno. And it's now Wednesday. My appointment's in like half an hour. <sighs> this subject is very stigmatized, has a lot of shame around it. But then I noticed warts on my genitals very very painful these last few days i've just felt run down icky haven't had an appetite uncomfortable it hurts to walk it hurts to sit it everything hurts i'm scared i'm scared if it's herpes i know it's not the end of the world i'm about to go to my appointment now so i will come back with an update I have herpes. If I want to have unprotected sex, I have to tell them. I don't know how this is going to affect my dating life. I can't give birth vaginally if I have an outbreak. I don't know. I don't fucking know how I'm supposed to tell my parents this. It's also just fucking painful. And I'm going to have these outbreaks for the rest of my life. <laughs> I feel like my parents are going to be so disappointed in me. I just... I don't know. Okay, the first thing I want to point out here is this gal is on TikTok, on social media... I don't know how many people she has following her, but she's telling everybody in the world that she has herpes. She is telling everybody in the world all her symptoms and all of the... And she has no problem doing that, but she has a problem going to her parents and telling her parents. There is something wrong with society when you go on social media. First off, we shouldn't be on social media as much as we are. We really shouldn't be. I'm not. I'm barely on social media. You, you, I, I mean, I'm on it all the time, but I don't post anything personal. Very rarely do I post anything personal. Definitely not that I have herpes. Two, I think she's missing the point of the herpes. Okay. The point of the herpes is not how it's going to affect your dating life. And this is, and she still doesn't, hasn't learned from them. I mean, I have herpes, but how am I going to have, in order, in order to have unprotected sex, I have to tell my partner. Um, here's a newsflash. This is how you got herpes. And yes, there are worse diseases, syphilis, uh, AIDS. There are worse diseases to get. Maybe you should have thought about that before you were sticking your hooch all over the world with unprotected sex. This is the whole problem with our society. She didn't actually learn anything from this. She's going to have to suffer the consequences, but this seems like the type of broad that'll sit there, screw you with unprotected sex because she thinks she's not having an outbreak. And meanwhile, she spreads. This is the kind of woman that spreads the herpes. Obviously, I'm not blaming her because she's a woman. 
because she got it from a man. But it, it's still, it's kind of, this is, this is the kind of mentality these people have. So right off the bat, you can see this gal's got a really bad mentality. And finally, herpes, AIDS, syphilis, they've been around for a long time. You didn't know about this before you decided to have sex? This is the beauty of monogamy. You, you're monogamous with somebody. You don't have to worry about this. This is not a thing you have to worry about. If you guys are truly monogamous and no one's got any diseases, guess what'll happen? You'll never get a disease. Now this guy, this gal has the stigma for the rest of her life and worse, she's got the pain and she's got the embarrassment for the rest of her life and she deserves it. You, yeah, These are the consequences of your actions. See, here's the thing the left doesn't understand. Um, consequences will happen with your actions whether you like them or not. Whether you think you deserve them or not. If you decide to cut off your junk at 16, you have to live with those with that for the rest of your life. Whether you think you deserve it or not doesn't make any difference. What's funny about this is, and I, I, I saw this a few days ago, and my stepdaughter came up and she had, we started talking about sin and things like that. And one of the things she brought up was sex. Is, is, it, is it a sin to have sex with multiple people? Well, technically it's not. Technically it's not. It's part of the seven deadly sins, which actually isn't in the Bible. And the seven deadly sins are not sins in themselves. They're vices. What C.S. Lewis pointed out was those seven deadly sins are the devil's playground. They love the seven deadly sins because here's the reason. It's very difficult to get someone, according to C.S. Lewis, it's very difficult to get someone to actually commit breaking one of the Ten Commandments. It's very difficult to get someone to commit adultery. It's very difficult to get someone to steal. It's very difficult to get someone to covet. All right, it's very difficult to get someone to do that. The seven deadly sins make it easier because you build, they build upon the individual and they build habits and those habits will lead to sin. So for example, a person may not commit adultery, but if he doesn't handle his lusts, okay, he will be more susceptible to committing adultery. And that's what it... it I can't remember what was the book called. Um, um, screw tape letters. The screw tape letters. That's what the devil loves, is to get you to fall into your lust, so that eventually you will commit. Uh, you will break the ten, one of the ten commandments, and the devil has you. This is the point of controlling yourself. This is the point of when you're hungry and you've already eaten a hamburger today, you don't have another hamburger the second... It's what makes us different from the animals, okay? My dog. I hear this all the time. Do dogs go to heaven? I say probably not. I mean, they really don't. They don't do good. They don't do bad. They're just dogs. And, well, no, dogs are just like humans. No, dogs are not just like humans. Dogs have instinct. They don't have free will. 
Dogs just do what dogs do. If a dog needs to take a dump, it takes a dump. It doesn't care that it's on the carpet. It doesn't care that it's out in the grass. It doesn't care. And it doesn't worry about other animals seeing it take a dump. If a dog wants to F, it'll F. And it'll F, whether it be another dog, a cat, a a, a doorknob, your leg, it doesn't care. It wants to F and it just does it. Because it runs complete. If it eats, it doesn't care that it ate 20 minutes ago. It'll eat again. That's because dogs have no free will. And that's why dogs, nothing is surprising with a dog. A dog runs across a freeway. Why would the dog do that? Because it's a dog. It Instinctually, it felt like running across that freeway. It, something popped in its head to do it. It didn't think of the consequences. Dogs do not have consequence. They have no concept of time. They have no concept of past. They have no. They don't learn from their past. They have no consequence of future. They don't know what. They don't understand that they're gonna die. The problem is human beings without God and without any moral base are beginning to become like animals. That we are running completely on instinct. We're not running on. There are consequences in the future, and we forget the past. And they openly go out, the leftists, they actually openly go out to erase the past. Well, let's try communism. Um, Communism's never worked, and it's led to tens of millions of deaths, possibly hundreds of millions of deaths. Well, we'll do it differently. That's You're not doing it differently this way. They did this in the Soviet Union. They did this in China. They did this in Cuba. You're doing the exact same thing. No, but we're doing it differently. They don't want to look into the past. Remember, if you forget the past, you're doomed in the future. Well, this is the point of erasing the past is so that the left, the, the leftist elites can create the future that will look exactly like the past. The, the past that was, especially the 20th century, the past that led to despair, the past that led to death, suffering. They don't care. I mean, we're doing the same thing right now with slavery. You Well, you're, with the slavery we're, that we did in the United States. We're doing the same thing that the Nazis did with the Jews. And actually, they're even targeting the Jews just like the Nazis did. White men are evil. Segregation. Conviction, if you don't help hold the right. All of this stuff has is, is been done before. This little girl is just one personal example of. Um, you mean to tell me you don't know anybody who has herpes and how they got it, that you would have learned from it? I bet she couldn't tell you, but I guarantee you half her friends had herpes have had chlamydia, maybe have HIV. Half her friends. You know how I know that? Because I know most of a lot of my friends have herpes. Because it's the same loosey-goosey attitude with sleeping around. And maybe I'll put on I'll put on a condom, maybe I won't. That the world has that you can't stay you have to stay away. I when I got divorced, I only had sex with two different people when I got divorced. And both of them, all three of them, as a matter of fact, we all tested for disease because we knew this is their consequences to our actions. But then again, we were older too. 
So we knew this is probably not a great thing. This is the whole problem. You guys don't learn from others' mistakes. You make the same mistakes and the consequences don't give an F who you voted for. So there's our dumbass of the day. And I think maybe this is kind of a learning curve. Okay, so let's get to it. So we talk, we talked a lot about civil war, civil war, civil war in the United States. And since 1616, since 1960 or 2016, we've been going downhill. We've been heading towards that slope where we're going to hit a point where there's just no return. Well, we may have met it. We may have met it. We may be at that point where the explosion finally happens. And it may be, and most of the time, Republicans, conservatives, they're kind of squeamish about things. Okay. Now, yesterday, I already mentioned in California, California is meeting a precipice right now because they're $68 billion in debt. And the only way they're going to get out of debt and give free things to all the illegal aliens is to raise taxes and make life miserable for the people who currently live here. It may happen in California, but now it may happen on a national level. Donald Trump has been banned from a ballot in California. Let's read this. This is from the Daily Wire. It's, it's relatively short, so we're going to go through it, and it's really important. The Colorado Supreme Court removed former President Donald Trump from the state's 2024 presidential ballot on Tuesday after ruling that he engaged in an insurrection with his actions on January 6, 2021. Engaged Tuesday after ruling that he engaged in an insurrection. That's important, okay? Uh, for two reasons. One, there is no definition of insurrection, okay? There is no definition of insurrection. There is no law out there for insurrection. And two, they determined that he had uh, engaged in an insurrection. There's the other problem. Donald Trump's never been convicted of anything. He's never been convicted of insurrection. He's never been convicted of having anything to do with a plot on January 6th. He hasn't been convicted of a plot on January 6th, three years after January 6th, because there was no plot. And what's worse, there's for, worse for the leftists, Donald Trump never said anything that would lead someone to go and attack the the Congress on January 6th. As a matter of fact, he said, you protest, peacefully protest. He said that. He never said, go and storm the Capitol. Okay, in a 4-3 ruling, uh, the 4-3 ruling will be placed on hold pending an appeal until January 4th, the court said in its ruling. Okay, here's the other thing. Uh, by the way, you can sit there and say it'll be on hold till January 4th, which is the day before the primaries. Um, they can say that, but that's not a thing. If they appeal it, they can't stop it. All right. Now, the 4-3 ruling is important because all seven members of the court are Democrat elected. In other words, they're all leftists. And even they couldn't agree on this. This is what was said, quote, a majority of the court holds that President Trump is disqualified from holding office of the president under Section 3 of the 14th Amendment of the Constitu 
of the Constitution. Because he is disqualified, it would be wrong, a, a wrongful act under election code for the Colorado Secretary of State to list him as a candidate on the presidential primary bid. Now, here's the kicker. Um, they didn't just take him off the primary. They also take him off the general election ballot. That's what this ruling does. Now, here's the problem with the 14th Amendment. And again, this is, this is going to go to the Supreme Court. There's no question. This is going to, if it doesn't get to uh, the um, district appeals court and get rejected at the district appeals court, but chances are this is going to go to the, st- the Supreme Court. This is going to get knocked down immediately. There, there is no, and it will get knocked down at a six to three clip. Okay, that now that's important. This is going to go down in partisan lines. This should go down 9-0 in the Supreme Court. Because you can't just sit there and say, and of course, we're doing this now. This is how Democrats deal with things. They take you to court and they jam up the courts. Well, this is going to get to the Supreme Court before January. And this is there's going to be probably an emergency session created. And that emergency session is going to say, no, you can't do this. And it's probably going to be a 6-3 ruling. Even Chief Justice John Roberts is going to vote against this because this is clearly unconstitutional. Well, the Trump campaign responded. Let's listen to Trump. And I, I got news to you. I don't know if I like this as far as for the Trump campaign. I don't think this is a good thing. And I'll tell you why in a second. Let's listen to what Donald Trump had to say yesterday. It's no wonder crooked Joe Biden and the far left lunatics are desperate to stop us by any means necessary. They are willing to violate the U.S. constitutions at levels never seen before in order to win this election. Joe Biden is a threat to democracy. It's a threat. They're weaponizing law enforcement for high-level election interference because we're beating them so badly in the polls. Okay, it's good that he responds to this. He's expected to respond to this. His response is good because he was calm. No fits are thrown. He already knows that this isn't going anywhere. I mean, every lawyer worth their salt. I mean, the left is screaming, this is great, he's off. Okay, I'm not even going to play any of there because you can imagine. It's great he's off the ballot. This is what has to happen, blah, blah, blah. Okay, a couple things about that. First off, I don't like this because it, again, focuses 2020. It, we, we need to get away from 2020. The only good thing about this is it really shows that, hey, the Democrats are really after him, and they will do anything they can to get him off the ballot. But I don't want this as another refocusing of 2020 and January 6th. He needs to get away from that. Donald Trump does. He needs to stay away from 2020. He needs to talk about the future. He needs to talk about the problems now and what he will do in the future. But the thing is, when you hear Nazi, Nazi, Nazi from the left all the time, They're really justifying this because, let's face it, they just kicked a Nazi. Of course, he's not a Nazi, but they just kicked a Nazi off the ballot. And that's a good thing, keeping Nazis off the ballot. But I don't want Trump to start focusing strictly on this. Use this as a campaign campaign, um, slogan. He is coming after me. He is coming after me. He'll come after you. He's already done it and pointed out. 
but then say, look at the border. He's trying to replace you because he is. I, I, the great replacement theory, I'm sorry. It's in full action. I don't know what to tell you here. We're being replaced and we're made into a third world country with what's happening in the border. And what's happening in the border is absolutely insane. It's absolutely insane what's happening at the border. They, you talk about his foreign policy, the Afghanistan pull-up, his weakness with Israel in the Middle East. Talk about the economy, which is shit. As much as they want to say how great the economy is, the economy is shit. Just keep talking and showing the world this. Use January 6th and all of these prosecutions as a, as a, just an example of what Biden is doing. You've got these people that are trying to jam the courts with as much crap on Donald Trump as they can so that Donald Trump has to be in court during the campaign. They're doing this on purpose. Jack Smith, all of this crap Jack Smith is throwing at Donald Trump, none of it is legitimate. Okay? All this stuff could go two years. Why is Smith trying to push all of this stuff next year? He doesn't have a right to a speedy trial. Donald Trump does. And Donald Trump is saying, listen, I don't want this until 2024, end of 2024, 2025. And Jack Smith is saying, no, it all has to be done by March. Why is that? And by the way, all of the places, he's going to get convicted of something. Let's, let's be honest. He's going to get convicted of something. All of the trials are happening in Atlanta, which is a far blue city. They're happening in New York, which is a far blue state. Washington, D.C., far blue district. There is no way he's not getting convicted of something. But the question is, this is election interference. This is the big problem with this. It's all election interference. So this is, this is a thing. This is a thing. We are looking at a civil war in this country. By the way, the 14th Amendment, they keep talking about the third article three of the 14th Amendment, section three of the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment was the civil war. They were talking about the Confederates. They actually fought a war. Do you, are you seriously comparing January 6th to this? And the 14th Amendment wasn't the law. The 14th Amendment opened Congress to create laws. Guess what? Congress never created a law. It never happened. The Confederates didn't run for anything. So they're basing, they're basically, and let's just say, let's just say, okay, you convict Donald Trump on the 14th Amendment. Let's, let's go into a really odd scenario, and I'll show you how asinine this is. You convict Donald Trump on the 14th Amendment. He does get convicted. And it's based on the 14th Amendment. What penalty does he get? Does he get time in jail? No, because it wasn't defined. Because the 14th Amendment wasn't that kind of law. The 14th Amendment was a framework. You can create laws based off the 14th Amendment. The 14th Amendment is not a law per se. It does not give you the consequences if you violate it. That's up to Congress, and Congress didn't do it. 
Now, of course, this is going to give Donald Trump a huge boost. And you know who? why it's giving it a huge boost? Because everything he's saying is true. It's really hard if you're an independent to look at this and say, uh, yeah, no, Donald Trump's a Nazi? And we should vote for Joe Biden, who is, by the way, kind of acting like a Nazi? Kind of acting like a totalitarian? Kind of acting like a Stalin? Not just a Hitler, but a Stalin. So I think this is going to backfire on the administration. I think this whole thing is backfiring. Trump is now up by five points in just about every poll. And I got news for you. They don't even need, Joe Biden doesn't even need this to get lose the election. He's doing fantastic. There was a poll released this week. And now he his favorability is lower than Kamala Harris's. How bad do you have to be to not even be able to pass Kamala Harris in popularity. This guy is now, they're talking about him working four days a week now because of his age, that Jill Biden is taking care of him like a nurse and that really he can only work maybe four days a week because of his age. This is the stuff you're walking into. Joe Biden is done. He's not He's not going to be in the election, Okay. It's going to be probably Gavin Newsom. I can't imagine it's going to be Kamala Harris. Gavin Newsom's state is so effed right now. I can't imagine that Gavin Newsom has a chance. But Joe Biden will not be running in 2024. 2024 is going to be a firecracker. It's going to be absolutely effing insane. The protests and the riots that you're seeing with leftists do right now is nothing because you might see right, right. I hope not. I hope they don't do this because it'll just play into the left. But you're going to see protests and possibly riots on the right wing too. You could be looking at a full civil war now. Oh, oh what a, what a day yesterday. I, I just, and it, it, imagine that people don't know that. They don't understand. This is the problem when you have no future. You can't see the future and you ignore the past. This is the problem. These seven, well, four judges should have sat there and said, you know, we're really, uh, this is really a bad ruling. We probably shouldn't do this for the sake of the country. And then, well, we shouldn't do this because the guys who wrote the 14th Amendment weren't exactly pointing to a January 6th-like event. They were looking at a Civil War event that killed 700 million Americans. This is the problem when you don't see anything but now. Which is why our dumbass of the day corresponds to this. Okay, so if you go to Dumbass Talk Politics, you'll actually see this. And this is a You Go Girls title. You gotta love this. So, um, I don't know when these women are going to learn, when they're going to sit there and say, I'm not doing this. So, and, and by the way, this isn't even the women themselves that are competing against these men. These are little girls now, eight years old, 16 years old. So let's, let's read this story. This happened last week. A 50 year old transgender swimmer was allowed. This is from the New York post, by the way, 
A 50-year-old transgender swimmer was allowed to compete against teenage girls at an event in Canada with horrified parents building makeshift tents out of towels to shield the girls as young as eight in the locker room. Melody Weishart, who once competed under the name Nicholas Cepeda, sparked outrage while competing during the Trojan Cup in Barry, Ontario. Quote, the girls were terrified, end quote, an unidentified parent of one of the teenagers told the Toronto Sun of having to share a locker room with a much older trans swimmer, a much older man. Quote, it's so confusing for the kids. No one is comfortable, end quote. Everyone is accepting of all people, but then them swimming against our kids and being in a locker room with them is not appropriate. So you notice that these guys are really against this, but they still use the, the, the asshole's pronouns because uh, everyone is accepting of all people, but them swimming against our kids and being in a locker room with them is not appropriate. So they still use, he uses they, them pronouns, and they use that. Weishart, a professor of New York, of York University, participated in several events at the, uh, at the event over the first three days of December, including the women's 1,500-meter freestyle for athletes 16 and older, in which she plays second. He plays second. Okay, so what does this tell you? One, um, this guy isn't even good enough to beat 16-year-olds. Two, now we're entering an area where this guy can compete against 8-year-old girls because he probably identifies <coughs> as 16. This is insanity. And you know what you do? You know what you do if you're the parent? You're Okay, you're not competing, sorry. Sweetie, you're not changing in a locker room with a 50-year-old man. And by the way, where are these fathers? If somebody walked into my stepdaughter's restroom and it was a man, I'd beat the shit out of him. And say, you effing pervert. But meanwhile, no, none, nobody does anything. They complain, and then they use the right pronouns. Okay, you guys keep doing this? Good. I hope he wins everything. Because consequences. Consequences happen. Whether you want them to or like them or not, it doesn't matter. Consequences happen. And this whole trans thing participating against women because these men can't compete against other men don't forget this guy did compete against other men obviously he sucked ass and lost his ass but consequences happen until you fight this stuff it's never going to go away and speaking of consequences in the trans world again this is according to zero hedge if the, univer if the university signs, tr signs trans athlete Tate drag sets off for next fall, he will take one of 12 national collegi collegiate athletic scholarships for Division I volleyball available for women at the, at the school he is accepted in. Redux reported on Wednesday. This is from Zero Hedge. An anonymous source whom Redux identified as, quote, the parent of a minor within the Southern California Volleyball Association community, end quote, expressed concerns to the outlet about the steady escalation of Drage Set's participation in women's bar volleyball, according to the news outlet. 
Quote, as he got older, it became more obvious that something was off, the source told Redux. Quote, anytime the subject, drag set, would come up, every parent from the SCVA, the Southern California Volleyball Association, team would already knew about him. Parents look around before they speak in hushed tones. Some will dis- will wait to discuss until the gym outside. Everyone is scared of how their children will be treated if they speak up. The stealing of positions and opportunities has been infuriating. So sad when you see how it affects the girls. There is no concern for the mental health or safety after being replaced. Well, no shit. No shit. Because it's him who's already mentally impaired, already mentally deficient, everyone is concerned about. Because he's trans. Because he's part of the victim group. That's who they care about. And now he's going to get a scholarship to a Division I college and victimize women in college. Just like that jerk-off over at Penn University did during swimming. Um whatever the hell his name is. I don't even acknowledge him anymore. This is what's happening. These are the consequences. And you folks are not dealing with any of the consequences. And I'm sorry. Good for him. Good for him. I hope you get the scholarship. I hope you get offered scholarships everywhere. And then I hope you get into a Division I school and you play volleyball and you... Bike that volleyball and break somebody's freaking nose because that's the only way anyone is going to learn here. Nobody seems to want to learn that this shit has to end. Well, I think it's coming to a head. I, I, I honestly really do think it's coming to a head. I don't think this is long to last. I think people are getting tired of this and now they're seeing women losing scholarships because men want to compete. I, I think that is, I think that could end it all. Okay, let's get to let's get to this story. That's why every time I see someone competing in these competitions and it's a man competing against girls, I root for him, because you know if there's ten lanes in in the swimmers meet, ten lanes in the swimmers meet, right, and one of them is filled by a man. There's all other nine lanes should be empty. No woman should compete in protest. Let this guy win by default. Let him, let him win against nothing. That's what should happen. But no, they're not doing this. And the parents are encouraging it. And then the parents justify it, not justify it, but the parents say, oh yeah, hey, we understand. No, you don't understand him because he's mentally sick. Or, or if you do understand him, you understand he's cheating because he can't compete with men. That's what it is. Either he's mentally defected, defective or he's going out to cheat so he can win. Those are the two things. And seeing that this guy already competed with men and didn't make it tells me he's cheating. So you either see it or you don't see it. And if you can't justify, if you can still sit there and feel sympathy for this guy because he's a trans whatever, you're an idiot. Because you don't see your daughter's being victimized and you need to stand up for your daughter because she, an eight-year-old, can't do it herself. And when you got a 50-year-old man competing with an eight-year-old, 
Yeah, I got problems with that. I, it's the only way it's going to work. And it, basically what it, what it sounds like is people are going to, women are going to have to suffer before they, they're lifted up, before laws are created, which means women are going to have to stop competing against these men. That's it. They stop competing. If a man decides he's going to uh, compete, even if he can beat him, if a man decides he can compete and he's going to compete against women, no woman should be in that competition. Just go somewhere else. That's the only way anyone's going to learn. You're not going to get it from the schools. You're not going to get it from the, the institutions because the institutions feel bad for this trans guy, for this guy. They don't look at it as misogyny, and that's what it is. Okay, I hope you guys have a great day. One more podcast tomorrow, and we're got, we got a bunch of stories left. Have a great day. This is Gene. God bless. And you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.